Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His word which we receive with joyful hearts this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. <clears throat> there are so many people, both in Scripture and outside of Scripture, who think that they know better than God. God comes to them and says, this is the way. And they said, no, God, I know a shortcut. I know a better way. Some of them do it in simple ignorance and mistake, like Abraham and Moses and John the Baptist in our text, Peter. Others do it in outright sinfulness and arrogance like Jeroboam or Ahab, Nebuchadnezzar or Judas. But all of them make that same mistake of thinking my way is better than God's way. What about you? Do you belong on that list? Have you probably, in the not-so-distant past, maybe even without realizing it, decided that you know a way that's better than God's way? If so, you're in pretty good company. Not right, but you're in pretty good company because that's exactly what John does in our text today, isn't it? Jesus comes to him to be baptized, and John says, No. I need to be baptized by you. And we can understand why John says that. In John's situation, we probably think and do the same thing. Nevertheless, John made a mistake. Instead of listening to Jesus, he thought he knew better. The Father makes it very clear in our text whose way is the right way. This is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. He has chosen the right way, not us. In our text, the way of God is the way of baptism. It was necessary for Jesus to be baptized. It's necessary for us. Very often, we, like John, think that we know a better way. A way that is better than God's gift to us through baptism. Like John the Baptist, we need to learn. Humble our hearts before the Father. And say, your way, not mine, O Lord. It was necessary for Jesus to be baptized. It was necessary because Jesus was born as one of us. Under the law. He humbled himself, Paul reminds us. He was God on high, but he came down 
and assumed the role as one of us, obedient to the Father's will, obedient to the law. Because he was under the law, because he was obedient to the Father, here we have the word of God going out through John the Baptist, but it's God's word, it's God's command going out to all people to be baptized as one of us. That word applied to Jesus as well. Jesus didn't stand around quibbling, saying, wow, that's, that doesn't apply to me. That's just for, for sinners. I'm righteous. That doesn't apply to me. He heard the word, God's word, to be baptized, and he went to be baptized. Jesus himself told the Israelites in Matthew 5, 17, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. As one born under the law, he is obedient in all things, as we ought to be, but aren't. He is obedient in all things to the Father. Sometimes in confirmation, I have six kids in confirmation class in, in school, right? And sometimes three or four of them will know their memory work, and one or two or three won't, you know. And occasionally when that happens, all of us, not just the, the one or two that didn't know their memory work, but all of us will go into the gym and work on that memory work together. Jesus doesn't quibble about whether he really needs baptism. The word goes out, and as one of us, he fulfills the Father's word, the Father's command to go be baptized. That's why the Father says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased, because unlike us, he does what God commands. Jesus' baptism was necessary, not only because he came down as one of us, but because he in our place. He wasn't just one of us, he became us before God the Father, taking our place and our judgment before God the Father. When the Father says, Matthew, Roland, Judy, stand forth to receive your judgment, it's Jesus who steps forward. And then the Father says, but you're not bald, and Jesus says, it doesn't matter, I'm here to take his punishment, right? He stands in our place. Well, that's why John says, Behold the Lamb of God who bears the sin of the world. And there he is in his baptism, standing in our place. We're the ones who need our sins washed away. But Jesus, as the Lamb who bears our sins, stands in that Jordan, and our sins are washed away through him. It was necessary for Jesus to be baptized. Just as John fails to grasp, at least at first, maybe it was only for a minute, but initially, just as John failed to grasp the importance of Jesus being baptized, so we often fail to grasp the importance of our baptism, the necessity of our baptism. I'm not saying that we failed to grasp the necessity that we needed to be baptized, although that, that is true. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm saying we often fail to grasp the necessity of our baptism right now, how much we need our baptism right now in our daily lives. 
Your baptism is not something which is done and you can forget about. It's something that you need to carry with you each and every day. Your baptism is necessary for you now in your, your daily fight against sin, isn't it? There are so many uh, self-help books out there. Uh, self-help videos and TED Talks these days, right? Uh, ten, ten words to, to capture any woman's heart, right? Or uh, 15 days to healthier you. Eight secret habits of successful businessmen that can help you uh, achieve your goals in life. There's so many uh, self-help videos and books and sometimes churches talk in the same way. Three days to a better marriage. Uh, ten days to strengthen your faith. Four steps uh, for a better life. Etc. God's word reveals to us that there is one secret to a better you. Your baptism. What did we read in our, our text? In Romans 6.4 Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also may walk in the newness of life. Some of you may have memorized that passage as even so we should walk in the newness of life. That's the New King James translation, but it's, it's not right. Paul's not talking about what we should do. Our baptism doesn't teach us what we should do. The law teaches us what we should do. The Ten Commandments tell us what we should do. That's not what Paul is talking about. He's not saying that baptism teaches us what we should do. He's telling us that baptism gives us the ability finally to do that. That we are now able through our baptism to walk in the newness of life. Baptism is God's way for a better you. Remember after God destroyed the world with the flood? Remember what he said? Genesis 8.21 I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. When you stop and think about it, at first those words don't really fit together. Because man is evil, therefore I will not destroy the earth? The fact that man is evil from his youth sounds like a reason why God should destroy the earth again. But God's point is this. God's point is that destroying life on the earth isn't going to solve the problem because sin is hidden in man's heart from the moment he is born. Something more powerful is needed. Not a flood that washes man off the earth, but water that washes sin out of the heart of man. And Peter reminds us that the blood of Christ and baptism are God's solution. I will never again destroy man from the earth because my goal is to wash away the sin in your heart. 1 Peter 3.21 There is also an antitype which now saves us baptism not the removal of filth of the flesh but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ 
You need your baptism now, each and every day of your life, because through it, God gives you the power to live to God, to know that your sins are forgiven, and to rise up in, according to the new man and start a new day in Christ. Your baptism is necessary also for your knowledge of salvation. Your baptism is the external, objective event which you can point to in times of sin and doubt, and you can say, I have been baptized. I am a child of God. God has forgiven my sin. And I know it's true because Jesus died and because through my baptism he, I've received his forgiveness. You know, if I, I got a, a nice $100 bill right here, right? If I were to crumple up and throw it away, leave it sitting there in the garbage can, does that mean that the, that $100 bill is worthless? Does that mean that that $100 bill has no value anymore? Just because I treat it like it's worthless, does that make it worthless? No. Pretty sure if I leave that sitting there, at least one person is going to come up and grab it after church. I'll make sure I grab it before you get a chance. So many people, they, they think that way about baptism. They point to all the people who throw away the promises that are ours in baptism and say, oh, who cares about my baptism and, and turn away from God and turn away from the faith. And people point to those people and say, see, baptism doesn't have any value. It doesn't do anything because some people throw it away and despise it. The fact that some people, maybe even many people, throw away the promises of God in baptism does not mean that baptism is without value or without power. Even those who throw it away, there it is, sitting, if they want to go back and retrieve it and hold on to it. Your baptism is the thing that you can return to time and time again for comfort throughout this life, for the, the sure and certain knowledge that you are a child of God. When you're suffering, and you think to yourself, why is God punishing me? Go back to your baptism. I know that God isn't punishing me because he punished Jesus in, his, in my place because I am a child of God through baptism. When you've sinned and you feel like I'm a failure as a Christian, surely God doesn't love me because of what I did. Your baptism is the thing you can go back to again and again. I know I'm forgiven. God has promised it to me through baptism when you just keep failing at life and you feel like you just can't do anything right your baptism is the promise from God that God has said to you you are my son in whom I am well pleased Jesus stands in that river in our place and therefore the words that God speaks to him are ours through him Romans 6.4, we were buried with him through baptism into death. It is our baptism that connects us to Jesus. We don't have to rely on our faith 
We don't have to rely on our good works. We don't have to rely on anything in ourselves. We can always know with certainty that we are the children of God because he has baptized us and made us so. 2 Corinthians 1, 21. He who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God who has also sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Like John, we often think we know better. I have a, a better way. I have something that works better. We often think that baptism maybe isn't so necessary. That our way will produce better results. God reminds us his way is the way that works. And his way is that he has given us baptism. That through that and through Christ Jesus, we might know that we are the children of God. Amen.